Stand-up comic joke it up one time. Fun day. Fun day. It's just like, like, no. Come on. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. You're enjoying how much I don't enjoy this. I'm watching your face. Sets! All right. This is a show by and for comedy nerds called Let's Talk About Sets by comedians right here in New York City. We focus on the craft and, I shudder to say it, the science of stand-up comedy. I am Jeff McBride. I'm Harrison Tweed, and today's theme is That's a Bit. Our guest is Sam Evans. He's a very funny, silly, talented man. Say hi. Hello, everybody. There he is. The episode is called That's a Bit because we're talking about when a comedian identifies something as funny and all the process that goes into that. That's a bit. That's a bit. (laughs) All right. So let's get started by playing a set by Gary Goleman from his Conan appearance in July of 2016. Thanks very much. I just wanted to uh, recommend... A documentary to everyone, and then and then I'm gonna go. Um, <laughs> it's about the uh, it's about the men and one woman who abbreviated all 50 states down to two letters. All you all you have to know for this is that we have 50 states in America, and they each have a two capital letter abbreviation. But that that wasn't always the case up until I want to say 1973, and so I will. Uh, <laughs> up until 1973, every state had its own length of abbreviation, and it was chaos. Like Massachusetts was M-A-S-S period, Florida was F-L-A, Utah was Utah. (laughs) They just dropped the H, not much of an abbreviation. But then the post office said, no, every state has to have a two capital letter abbreviation. And so they convened a crack squad of abbreviators. They assembled a ragtag outfit of rogues, misfits, and 'er (laughs) ne'er-do-wells. How often do well? Ne'er. They they ne'er did well. And they were charged with abbreviating all 50 states down to two letters. Now, I read this description to the documentary, and much like you, thought to myself, how are they going to make a 98-minute documentary about a task that couldn't have taken more than six minutes to complete? (laughs) Boy, was I wrong. It was an adventure. Ups and downs, ins and outs, friends became enemies, enemies became friends. They started off, they thought it was going to be easy because Alabama lulled them into a false sense of security. They said, Alabama, A-L, holy crap, this is easy. We're, we're going to finish before they stop serving breakfast in the hotel restaurant. And the boss said, guys, if we finish before they stop serving breakfast, breakfast is on me. And then one guy said, oh, I hope they have an omelet station. Just, just for context, the omelet station had just been invented, and it was, and it, it was sweeping the nation. <laughs> And this other guy said, you know what, I'm not, I'm not comfortable with the omelet station because I, I feel like the omelet chef resents you. <laughs> he don't want to be the omelet chef. Nobody dreams of being an omelet chef. He wanted to be the chef chef. And now, instead of, now instead of giving the orders, he's taking the orders from your stupid wife and your ugly kids. <laughs> I think one day he's going to snap and I don't want to be there when it happens. And they were like, well, what, why don't you just get Eggs Benedict? And he said, I, I don't like holiday sauce. And he said, did you just say holiday sauce? <laughs> Yeah, why? Because uh, it's hollandaise, you moron? And then the boss said, um, guys, I hate to be a nudge, but could we get back to abbreviated states? We still have 49 left. 
and apologies were made, and an understanding was reached, and they got back to abbreviate, and they said, what's next? And he said, Alaska. Everybody cool with AL? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody caught it. One man sheepishly raised his hand and said, sir, I, I think we might have used that one before. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Well, let's check the minutes. <laughs> Dottie, read the minutes back to us, hon. Dot, Dottie was the wisecracking secretary. Every 1970s office had a wisecracking secretary, and this one's name was Dottie. And Dottie, Dottie was a pistol. You would love, you, she was a real hot ticket. Dottie, listen to what Dottie said. They said, Dottie, read the minutes. How Dottie is this? Said, read the minutes back to us. This is so Dottie. And she goes, you mean the minute? <laughs> Dottie, Dottie, what are we going to do with you? Spank my ass and make me a martini? <laughs> Dottie, you're incorrigible. Now read the minutes back to us, you Randy Minx. She said, uh, it's Hollandaise, you moron. Uh, et tu, Dottie. How do you know Shakespeare? You don't know Hollandaise. That's a paradox. Uh, uh, Alaska AL, Alabama AL. We did use that one before, boss. And the boss said, guys, not a big deal. We'll come back to it. It's not gonna happen again. <laughs> Certainly not gonna happen 27 more times. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what's next? Arizona, AR, there we go, we're back on track. Next, Arkansas, shit. <laughs> uh, no, we'll come back to it, it's not gonna happen again. What's next? California, CA, there we go. Next, Colorado, CO, momentum, Connecticut. <sighs> <laughs> We are screwed. Somebody needs a drink. Not now, Dottie. Not now, you vulgar lush. By the time they got to Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, followed by Michigan, Minnesota, Mississippi, and Missouri, shots were fired. They were, they were at each other's throats. So they did what any savvy business would do. They hired a consultant. They brought in a contractor. I'm sorry, not a, not a contractor, a contractor. A man. <laughs> wow. A man who made words smaller by combining them or apostrophizing them. And this guy was, this guy was the best. He was a legend within that world. Like, you wouldn't know his name, but you know his work. Like, he wrote such timeless classics as O'Clock. <laughs> Many years ago, people would say it's nine of the clock. It's ten of the clock. This visionary said, we don't need the f. <laughs> I can do that with a sky comma. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he also wrote would've, could've, should've, the holy trinity of regret. He wrote, uh, he wrote very, very innovative weed-of. He looked at we would have and said, I can do that in half the letters. <laughs> he, was, he was not without controversy. He also wrote the most controversial contraction of all time. He wrote won't. People said, how are you going to abbreviate will not, not use a single L? And he said, watch me. <laughs> Are you saying I won't be able to do it? I just did. <laughs> Thank you very much. Everybody. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Whoa. That is such an amazing vein. Where did, why did you pick that bit for this, uh, for this theme? I mean, admittedly, it's just like my it's just one of my favorite like, sets of all time. Yeah. I, I remember seeing him do that uh, at the old cabin room here in New York. Like, mm -hmm. 
four or five years ago and just losing my mind. <laughs> and it was like longer. And there were, the, he, t- he takes off my favorite part of it, which is at the end, he's they're like, you can't do that. And he's like, don't tell me can't. I invented can't. <laughs> <laughs> so funny to me. That's, his imagination is ridiculous. It's yeah, so it's good. insane. Um, but the big thing is that um, I was listening to a podcast uh, uh, called Bombing by a guy named Mike Dorval who's from Boston and he's friends with Gullman. So they're talking about it. And he was like, how long, like what's the longest you've ever worked on a bit? And Gullman brought this one up and he said that he had worked on it. I think it was at least a decade plus, I think it was maybe like 15 years. And the crux of it, the thing that like finally made it work was that he just had all this material about coming up with like state abbreviations and mm-hmm. how hard that must've been. And then he put it, put it through the lens of a documentary the documentary is not real yeah it doesn't exist and which you kind of know like the further along it gets into it but yeah he just framed it because may had- i confess my stupidity <laughs> i thought yeah no i don't know i was surprised too but like once you know you're like oh yeah how would he know <laughs> i mean even if it's real he's clearly taking a lot of liberty uh-huh. yeah right right, 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 right. um but yeah because he has other material about this documentary called helvetica that he really likes and that's really funny but then yeah, he so he just puts that into an imaginary documentary and then it that was what he said was the whole turning point of the bit. That was like his big aha moment was where he was like, Oh, if I just talk about this like it's a documentary, mm-hmm. it's much mm-hmm. easier. Mm-hmm. It just flows better. He, Instead of saying, What if it went like this? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What do you think it was like? Which is true because like that is so often how we get into bits. What do you mm-hmm. think was like this? Mm-hmm. But if he just makes it a thing. Mm-hmm. And that's the device that went, took it from, I know this is funny. Mm-hmm. That's a, it's a bit, it's a bit, but the device that he finally found yeah, yeah. to t- take it from, I know this is funny. Uh-huh. I know I can make it funny. I just don't know what vehicle I need in order to deliver it. Yeah. He like buried the joke in essentially like a sitcom spec script it's like it's like so a story there's characters with like personalities and uh-huh. he's like they're like oh that's so dotty it's the so most crazy. dotty thing he gets an applause break on that did you yeah. Yeah. i forgot yeah. that where he yeah. just goes how dotty is this yes. <laughs> and yes. that's so dotty and yes. they clap so yes funny it's yes. so so funny yeah, yeah. um but i i wrote down too like i i was just thinking about it i'm sure that it started like his moment because is when he's like listing all the letters like maryland massachusetts followed by minutes you're like jesus christ that must have been hard actually kind yeah of. or like a lot of work goes into you know they hired a contractor no i mean a contractor uh, yeah, I can, yeah that is oh. so oh, it's so good it's so good it's so good. i also think it's cool because you can see he probably has like throwaway jokes that he put into this like that hollandaise holidays yeah, joke. yeah, yeah. that yeah, was yeah. clearly something he probably at least riffed or yeah. thought and he was like that's so stupid so that guy said holidays yeah it's like this works perfectly for like the buffoon character and we're gonna mm-hmm. scold him it's just like so many small little mm-hmm. elements that don't go yeah. into it and that holiday the whole omelet station thing i think that's just something that probably came by doing like he had those jokes you know mm-hmm. but there is just the laugh when you hear him when he's, he's like you know i'm not comfortable with the omelet station and then the crowd <laughs> just laughs because they just realize they're like oh now we're in a joke within a joke yeah and right that's where you know inception right. to, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it's a difficult game that he's playing uh-huh. because 
how far into it can he go? How many how many jokes in a joke can he go before people are like they sort yeah. of go, wait, we weren't talking about that. Yeah, and he 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 has it. He goes, it's perfect. So many layers. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah, and then when he brings it back out, everybody is so relieved uh-huh. and yeah. happy that we're talking about abbreviations again. Yeah, yeah that's so. Because when he goes, uh, what is Al Alaska? You're back to the original thing, <laughs> and everybody yeah. knows. Everybody knows that that's the joke. Yeah, right when yeah. he says Alaska, easily. What I really want to do is get down to the essence of our theme within this bit, which is how do you get from, how do you abbreviate things? How did that come about to Mm -hmm. something so masterful as what he just did? Yeah. Uh, And, and how did he, and like, what, how did he know? I, I, <laughs> just, just this, even this idea, this like that 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 uh, it, it struck him fifteen years ago, mm-hmm. and it rolled around inside his head. How can I do this? How can I prove to people that state abbreviations are funny? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and that he needed to do it. It was like a need. It's like they, they need to know how funny this could be. Yeah. <laughs> That's correct. Well, and I think it's the culmination of, I mean, what are there? At least like 30 or 40 jokes mm-hmm. in like a five minutes band that are all killer. And right. it's the culmination <laughs> of having all of those tiny aha moments mm-hmm. and then figuring out a device to link them all together and make mm-hmm. it all work. It's just a tiny little play where he can put 40 or 50 jokes. You get that kernel at the beginning. You have to get this inkling sometimes. Some, it can happen a couple different ways, right? Um, you can have that first way, which is, which is, aha, fully formed joke. It's here. It landed. It's, yeah. uh, here it is. It's, it's, it's like a baby that comes out of the womb talking. <laughs> right? That's really yeah. Good right? Yeah. That's really good. But th- those are, you know, few. The, the, yeah. the manna from the gods like that, it, it, it's not often that you get that. Mm-hmm. And then you have the other ones that are, I know it's funny. I can kind of explain that it's funny. People get that it's funny, but they'll, their reaction is going to be like, well, that is humorous. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We appreciate this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then there's this type, this last this third type, which is, I, I would call it, I know there's something there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And those usually are the most, yeah, incredible, memorable bits. I've I feel like because they're this small little inkling you have, mm-hmm. and then you've expanded it to something like this, yeah. which is like everyone's dying, and everyone's like it's like visual. It's uh, there's there's characters you know the characters just from him bringing them up in like two seconds. It's like a joke. Like if you saw him, the thing that I love about Gary Goldman just in general is that, and we've talked about this on another episode. First time I ever, ever went to the comedy cell, just like before I even started stand up, he did this bit about Bill Gates and Donald Trump, and it's this hypothetical oh, conversation. So oh, I remember that. And he's just so good at these like hypothetical weird where he characterized or I mean, it's I guess they're caricatures of themselves. Yeah. But it's these like hypothetical conversations that I mean. It's like a, and there's like a narrative to the joke, but it has nothing to do with a lot of the things you're laughing at. Mm-hmm. And I just think he does that. Like, I've never seen anything like this bit that we're just listening to. It's, it's wild. I mean, ultimately, of course, um, what, what we're laughing at in this is, uh, a, that 
were making jokes about abbreviations of states. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there's already that absurdity. Then, but what 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 he brings to it is um, how something as simple as abbreviating states could be something so contentious yeah. that human beings can't agree on shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the cooperation, the thing that has made us so successful as a species, is one of the most difficult, frustrating things to do. Yeah, in, yeah. in general, uh -huh. uh, and and we all know that, and that's the sort of universality that 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 all of it that we're connecting with there. Mm -hmm. And then he adds another layer of, and you've got Dottie. <laughs> yeah. You've got this sassy character of a person. We've all met her. Yeah. We know who she is. A hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's great about the character Dottie too, that you can't, if you get a chance to actually watch the clip, every time he does Dottie, he does a hand movement. As though he's like, Thing, his hair his, or his dotting. bun or um, whatever yeah, yeah. yeah. And she has even like a short where she's like somebody needs a drink and he just really quickly does it again every time he's dotty oh, he does that so with his funny. hand it's so funny my Those god. little little teeny tiny things make uh, all the difference ah oh, god it's so great so let, let, let's go through a couple pieces of it so the phrase crack squad of abbreviators <laughs> right i actually first heard uh that used in a stand-up bit and it, and it stuck in my head and it's it'll be there forever crack squad of savvy motivated personnel which is yeah. which is off of jerry seinfeld's sure. album uh, talking about the tsa yeah, yeah. right I but i love the use of words like that uh -huh. bring this alive and he gary is a grand master mm -hmm. of what i call synonym humor yeah where he finds an a a, a better more interesting, more vivid way to say the thing you're thinking. Mm -hmm. like he, he, can he can implant in your head the form of what he wants to say, and then as you're thinking it, say the thing in the crazy, silly way. Like, check the minutes, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then we're, all of a sudden we're thinking of minutes and someone writing down, and then he, and he gets us with, oh, you mean the minute, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. He uses the same word uh -huh. and recontextualizes it sure. away from <laughs> the, uh, writing down this whole thing uh -huh. to, you know I mean, the minute we've spent working. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. Ah, it's so good. That's such a good, simple trick that people forget is, uh, yeah, synonyms, like what you're saying. Just restating. How can you restate what you just said in a funnier way? Mm -hmm. Use a different name. Use a different word. Mm -hmm. Make it singular in this right. case. You know? Or he'll peel apart a common word, like, like something like the ne'er-do-well thing. <laughs> That's so funny. That to me, I don't know. I obviously don't know, but I feel that to me seems like a joke, like where he just like heard ne'er do well and he was like, how often do well ne'er? And then years later or something like that. I feel like that is when he's like, oh, I'll put that here. Yeah. Right? You know, because yeah. that's just such a funny thing by itself. Uh -huh. oh, you ne'er do well. And those linkages of uh, those relationships, and there are so many of them here, but those relationships. I don't know about you, but sometimes those can take a really long time. Mm -hmm. Like I'll know there's something funny. I don't know how to link the two. And then all of a sudden it's, and then all of a sudden, finally the right analogy, the right phrasing, whatever mm -hmm. will just ting hit me uh, months later. 
I I think one of the things that because it's such a bizarre bit and it goes all over the place and it's so surreal and kind of absurdist. Uh, I think one of the ways he gets into it in the best way. I think anytime you're setting up a strange bit that re- it's like the audience needs to be pretty sharp. They got to pay attention to the whole thing to mm-hmm. understand what is even happening. The way he gets into it, he's like, I'm uh, I'm gonna uh, recommend a documentary to you guys and then I'm just gonna get out of here. That's just yeah. like, he's already, that's the first thing he says. Yeah. He's already set himself up as just like weird guy and it put himself in this position of like, I'm not even doing stand up, So you can just take me as this like weird dude. And I think that allows him to get into this strange bit, which is the only bit he does in the whole county. He's not like, what's up with bicycles when they're, you know, on the sidewalk. He like just gets into this weird bit. But I think the way he gets into that by doing that weird, mm-hmm. like, I'm not even a comedian. I'm mm-hmm. just like doing book recommendations, movie recommendations. Yeah, yeah. I think that's really important for him to get into this kind of thing. That's true. Actually, you know I didn't what? even stop to think about that, but there's, yeah, there's no introduction. Mm-hmm. It's just, Oh, I just want to talk about this thing. Yeah. And I think, um, I, I was just reading something about the, the, the difference, um, or the, the fine point comedically between that, that splits up sarcasm and irony. Uh, is that uh, sarcasm, you are, um, you're clearly indicating that you're, you don't mean what you say, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Whereas irony is sort of, it's like uh, big brother. And irony is where the meaning of what you're saying is the opposite of the words that you're saying. And I think that what is brilliant about Gary Goldman is that he's able to transcend past just pure sarcasm, Mm -hmm. which is just sort of like snarky and whatever to the things coming out of his mouth are totally ironic. It's the opposite of what he's saying. And he's not giving you an indication uh, other than just the tiniest, teeniest, tiniest like twinkle in his eye. Mm -hmm. 99, like where where he goes, I'm just going to recommend a a documentary and get out of here. If he'd come out and said it in a more sarcastic way, I'm just going to recommend a documentary and get out of here. It's totally different. Uh Yeah. I I, I love his ability to do that. Come on. Let's talk about sex. The next thing we're going to do is play a clip by Jimmy Carr. He's stating his comedy theory. It's on the green room with Paul Provenza from 2008, where he talks a little bit about this. Jimmy has a book coming out. You have a theory about why we even have comedy. It's a little bit pretentious. Are you sure you want to hear it? Because it's pretentious. I assume okay, so I was trying to think about why actually, why do we laugh? Why is there a, um, why is there an advantage in an evolutionary sense, in a Darwinian sense to, to laughing? And I think when you, a, a joke is basically you notice something that is, that is out of place. Incongruous. Right. Something is incongruous. Right. Yeah. Something has surprised you. So I'm you. saying that the, the, the ha-ha moment of a joke right. is very similar to the aha moment of, ah, I've had an idea. So you're rewarding noticing difference and linguistic ability. And those are the two things that have led to our increased development the last 4,000 years. So okay. humanity, when we, when we started, when we were wandering around in the savannah, and you would look at a, 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 a field, and you would see a lion in it, you'd notice that difference. Nah, bullshit. God put us here. He made us out of clay <laughs> and a fucking garden, and he ripped out one of them goddamn ribs and made a pussy. <laughs> He makes a very strong point. (laughs) Why did you want to play that, Harrison? I just love, because I never really thought of it uh, like this until he said it, how 
he, he brings up the aha moment and the haha moment being in the same, like basically the same brain reaction or what, what's happening inside your mind. And it was just like, oh my God, that's what audience connection is. Mm -hmm. It's where all the, and Jeff, you actually, it's so funny because you said it yesterday. There's a fantastic comedian named Yamanika Saunders and she's mm -hmm. one of the best comics in New York city. And you said, cause I was like, I've never seen her perform live. And you said, oh my God, you have to, when she's on stage, she's the only mind in the room. Mm -hmm. And I feel like those two things kind of connect. Cause I was like, and then I watched her perform and she just murdered so hard. And just, she was like, uh, she was just making the room hers in a way. I've, I've seen very few performers. Yeah. Do. Yeah. Yeah. She, she creates group think instantaneously yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's unbelievable yeah people people are, it's are no longer um having their individual reactions they're a little is that right is that wrong they're just reacting yeah. to what she's saying in almost the same way across the board mm -hmm. and that's what kind of jimmy is talking about jimmy carr is talking about he's like not talking about that specifically but those two things are in bed together because what yamanika is doing and what a great comic is doing is there is like you're all connecting because you're you're firing on all the same cylinders you like mm -hmm. found this connection with like complete and total strangers and i just i love the way he phrased it and i didn't know that about your brain and i just i thought that was such an interesting noticing thing. what was it like linguistically noticing in incongruity mm -hmm. uh something's incongruous incongruous and then so you're noticing something's incongruous um and then you put those two things together and you have this aha moment uh-huh um and uh, what was he saying like it was it's it's exactly the same or at least in the same vein of like the haha -ha moment the same thing that makes an audience laugh is the same reason that you go oh and that's why what he was linking to he was he was linking it he's saying oh um i see the savannah here's this uh, empty savannah and then oh there's a lion that's incongruous with the rest of the savannah yeah. i need to uh, aha <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, need, yeah. I need to recognize that yeah yeah oh that's interesting and it's also kind of cool because it shows and it's a delayed connection, but it is a connection, which is the comedian coming up with the joke, th their joy and feeling when they've come up with it, like writing it is what they're giving the audience when they tell it to the audience. Mm -hmm. So you there, you're watching them experience what you felt when you first realized the joke, mm -hmm. which is that's why it's so cool. And that's why it's such a specific connection that comedians have with an audience. I, I really, really, enjoy, I, I just didn't know that. And I just love that I observation. Why you see such a big breakthrough point for so many comedians too, is when they start learning to, maybe they're like talented joke writers or whatever, but they start realizing the need to write what they think is funny first, mm -hmm. instead of trying to anticipate what the audience will think is funny. You know, it's so important. I mean, obviously you want them to think it's funny, but if it's not from your psyche where you're like, Oh, I like that a mm -hmm. lot, you know, then there's almost no point. I love watching a comedian smiling while they're or laughing at their own joke. Like, I know people like shit on it, but it's like, it is funny. They love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love watching a comedian love their own material. Pat Oswalt said on the comedians comedian podcast, another fantastic podcast. I love it very much. Do uh, not download. Uh, <laughs> Just listen. To uh, he said that the breakthrough moment for him as a comedian, he, he was doing very well, but the breakthrough moment for him was when he stopped thinking about what the audience was thinking yeah mm -hmm. and he stopped writing to that and uh, instead he started thinking about what he was thinking yeah and uh 
one day I'll get there. That sounds great. <laughs> it's hard. It's way harder than you think it is. Yeah. 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 You so got to bomb really hard with some stuff you're passionate about. And yeah, it yeah. feels really bad. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're my peers. Yeah. I, I want to talk about a couple more things related to the theme, just some different angles on it. Uh, and then we'll, and then let's, uh, uh, and we'll talk a little bit about Sam here. Yeah, yeah. perfect, perfect. Thank God. <laughs> um, it, it's almost about you. It's so close. You can feel it. There's what's funny. There's the device that we use to deliver the funny. There's the execution of it where we actually take it on stage and try to execute on what we think is funny in the device we're putting it in. And then there's that last phase, which is that obsessive detail work. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I, and I think those four parts, um, each have their own challenges (laughs) and, and also each have their own fun, uh, elements to them. Uh, that, that, that first moment that that's a bit, uh, or someone will tell you that's a bit, uh, you may not even know it. Uh, you, how many times have you guys had your friends go, oh, that's a bit? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or it's like you say something and then the, you, you're like both eyes wide and it's like, oh, is that? Is yeah. that? And they're like, yeah, write it. Write it, bro. <laughs> I love that. Fan. Have you ever done? Well, okay. I Well, that's what I love about this episode. Why I'm excited to do this episode is that I think it's fun to talk about with other comics where their ideas are generated from. Like what if it's a conversation, if it's just something they said on stage and someone happened to identify it as super funny and they came back to it. Like there's just so many ways to have that aha moment. Mm-hmm. And it comes to us all in different ways. I don't think there's a way to manufacture that feeling. Mm-hmm. Like you can't be like, I need to do this so I can have an aha moment. It always is random. I've, I've thought like I used to think, cause I had an idea one way and it was just a conversation with a comic outside of a room or a conversation with like a good friend that I think is funny. And we're just joking that that was like how I'll come up with all my material. And then yeah. I don't know. I've also noticed someone asks you a question and you answer and it's a question you don't get often. And it, maybe it's even a kind of funny question. They ask you a question and you answer it just quickly and honestly, mm-hmm. and it comes from your subconscious. Sometimes there's some really, really good bits in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then you're just like, oh, I said, a bit. <laughs> just not, that's the best feeling. Yeah. I love that. It's that catching yourself off guard mm-hmm. moment, which is why it's so hard. I think it's really hard to do that when you're just sitting and not, I'm a big believer in like sitting down and writing, but mm-hmm. it is hard to just generate consistently bits yeah. from that because mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to catch yourself off guard when you're like, now nah, I'm going to write something funny right now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, okay. <Damn. laughs> um, yeah. I just like that as like a, I think, I think that's a very good, like, I think it's good to write all the time just because it tends to, when you're not expecting it, then I think it just primes your brain for those moments Yes, throughout the day, like just on your way to work Mm -hmm. when you're, yeah, like you say, like an unexpected question where you just aren't thinking and you say Mm -hmm. something in a haphazard way and you're like, oh wow, I guess that was. When, when I'm on my game and I am working very hard on it. I have this thing that just happens where I just, I just call it comedy brain because my brain is always working on the same problem and the same set of, or I should say the same set of problems and uh, consciously 
And it's frustrating because I can't quite solve it. I can't quite get there. And then, but, but my subconscious is working on it and always offering up thoughts. Cause that's its job is to just constantly just bubble shit up. Mm-hmm. And then I'll be like, you'll be in the shower or on the train or whatever. And then all of a sudden the thing you've been working on, the elegant solution uh, presents itself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's oh, that, that priming that mm-hmm. you mentioned, that's what's important to get from I think to get from that's a bit, there's something there Yeah. to, Oh, here's the device. This is how you do it. Mm-hmm. You have to prime your brain to do that. Mm-hmm. And then it'll also do it later. Like later on, you can, you might have the device and you might've been do, working on the bit and doing it on stage. And then, and it's just, but it's not quite there. And you know, it's not quite there. You can feel it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, and then one time, either the pressure of being on stage or just, I don't know, just walking on a walk, yeah. all of a sudden the, that, that last phase you, that exit, you're in execution phase. You've been executing and executing it. That last, that detail, that last little detail, that capstone mm-hmm. will just hit you out of nowhere. And then you'll just be like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 I feel like it's on, great it, it even, it always almost feels like you're stumbling into it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't know how I ha- I get bits later on. Like I'll look back and go, where did that come from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you want to believe that, like you're like, I nailed it. But I I feel like all the best bits that I have or that I love are just ones that I was like trying really really hard, and then I got really close, and then it just became obvious. Like like it was like a duh, moment, yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. where you're like, oh, I just got close, and then accidentally got it. Yeah, you know, I I, I have a. I have a bit I've worked on for, for years. I bring it back and then I put it away and then I bring it back and then I put it away. It's a thing about the, the moon landing, how Neil Armstrong screwed up that most iconic phrase of all time. One small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. It's supposed to be one small step for a man, one giant leap for mankind. And the crux of it is um, I'm proving that I'm using that to prove that we went <laughs> to the moon. Uh, but, but, but the real meat of it is... What is it like? How angry with yourself would you be in that moment? <laughs> <laughs> That's and, funny. And, and, but I didn't know That's how a to, bit. I, yeah. But I didn't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know how to do it forever. And then I, I knew the device I had was he's on the moon and he loses his temper. Yeah. And I knew that. But I didn't, the, the, the detail work took forever. It yeah. took forever. And finally, one time I realized, well, you would yell at yourself. Yeah. But you're in space, so no one can hear you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I had this moment where I just scream and my vein pops out of my head and my face <laughs> turns red, yeah. but you can't hear it uh-huh. <laughs> because it's in space. <laughs> That's an awesome act and, out. <laughs> and so it's that last thing but that was four years Uh of Mm -hmm. me working on it and and not knowing like how do i get to the meat of this and the meat of it has nothing to do with the moon it has nothing to do with any it has everything to do the human element the with the universal emotion of 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 screwing something up that you you You've worked so hard. Yeah. <laughs> and it's two them. lines, you idiot. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. So, so, but that, again, it's initially I had the, oh, there's something there. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, there's yeah. something there. Like, it, they, he screwed up that line. There's something about that. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. 
everybody know and everybody knows it mm-hmm. like and then watching that bit fail mm-hmm. over and over mm-hmm. and over again and people just being like what is he talking about yeah. the fuck the moon <laughs> and it has such an inherent weight to it because you're talking about an astronaut which is like the pinnacle of what a human can be right yeah. and then you're talking about going on the moon for the first time so yeah. the first time of being the best thing ever at the the pinnacle of what humans could be right and then in the midst of all that you're like oh yeah he fucked up Right, 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 right. It's it's that, that's a level of incongruity right there. Right, 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 right. Yes, yes, exactly. That's the incongruity is, um, is, is, this is. Man, one of mankind's greatest achievements, mm-hmm. and in it's the midst to be of, perfection, the, yeah, uh-huh. and in the midst of it, <laughs> <laughs> fuck, yeah. yeah, that's so fucking interesting. But I, didn't it, know that. I, 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 so I that that process though is, um, I don't know what what is it what is it like for you to go through that process? For me, yeah, uh, oh, of like trying to get the thing, it's uh, maddening, yeah. It mm. never feels good. It feels good 1% of the time. Yeah. You know I mean? It really does. It's, I don't, like, the longer I do, you know, like, I don't think that you, you know, like, there's that phrase, like, it doesn't get, like, easier. You just get better, you know? Uh-huh. Like, I really do think that. Because I'm like, mm-hmm. I think I'm good at this. But also, like, I don't feel like it most days. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of throwing shit at the wall and trying really hard. And yeah, like I said, like every time I think I get a bit, it's never the way I thought I was going to get it. Yeah. It always seems like I'm just stumbling into it by accident. Yeah. yeah. And then I have it and I'm like grateful, but I'm like, Jesus, what was I doing? Like, you know, like I bet the Pythagorean theorem, I bet Pythagoras, whoever he was, mm-hmm. <laughs> the, this old Greek, he was Greek, right? Probably. Uh, yeah. Greek. <laughs> We're going to say he's Greek. Pythagoras, I doubt he just stared at a triangle and went, well, that's how that works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, what? No one ever saw that before, but first triangle I ever saw. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, he pro- worked it out and worked it out mm-hmm. and finally, like, you know, stumbled into, oh, that's the connection. Yeah. 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 Well, that's the story of Archimedes, right? The eureka moment is he sits in a tub and he realizes that the volume of his body adds to the volume of the water and then makes the tub overflow. I've never heard this. Yeah, yeah. And the story goes that he realized it in that moment and he ran down the street screaming eureka, which translates from the Greek, I think, is I have found it. I have found it. That's eureka. So that's the moment. And so, yeah. So he's oh, like this wow. scientist, this mathematician, like brilliant for his time, uh-huh. probably just spends all day thinking. And then he sits in the fucking tub and that's when he gets it. Uh-huh. So yeah. Uh, or the, the, the proverbial, I don't think this is actually, I think this is apocryphal, but like, uh, the, the apple falling on Newton. Yeah. Right. Sure. Yeah. The more, the more we talk about this, the more I, I have to sit here and go, those connections, those relationships, mm-hmm. right. I'm sorry, not a contractor. A contractor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, those God. those relationships that make when you bring two things together and generate new meaning, and it sparks that laughter response. Uh, it, those I, forcing it doesn't really work, mm-hmm. but forcing it makes it so eventually you'll you'll be in the bathtub. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> watching yeah. the water spill over the edges. Yeah. Oh my God. And I think that's what's maddening is you cannot, it's very, very rare to get the immediate gratification that you want. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. you feel like you're just, you're, you're, as long as we're on the Greek thing, you're Sisyphus, right? <laughs> you're pushing, I think it's Sisyphus, you're pushing a boulder uphill over and over and over again yeah. and yeah. you never see any progress. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like when a 
cable company gives you a window of time, right? <laughs> you're like, okay, oh, you come here? And they're like, yeah, we'll be there in an eight-hour window. And you're like, cool. Would love to know when. <laughs> yeah. But I guess I'll just wait. You don't yeah. get to know. Yeah. You want cable? We'll be here when we say, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then, then you're a prisoner of your house for eight hours. <laughs> when we fucking feel like it. Come on. Let's talk about sex. So let's talk a little bit about Sam. Yeah, let's talk about Sam. Sam Evans was in the Justice for Laughs Comedy Festival in 2014. You were part of New Faces, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's a, that's a, that's a big deal in the comedy world. Uh, he has a podcast that so we're going to plug a little bit more at the end. Uh, the, the li- and, and, and we will plug that podcast. And that joke will make sense later. Uh, and the link for that will be in the show notes. He's a regular at the Venerable Creek and the Cave here in New York City. And he is one of those comedians who other comics actually put down their notebooks to listen to yeah. when he gets up there. Uh, every time I've seen you go on stage, I have sat there and watched and gone, God, how does he do it? And now I know you just sit in the bathtub. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, thanks. It's, it's, it's really great to have you on, man. Of course. Thanks for having me, guys. Why stand up? What was your entryway into it? Um, I just always liked it, you know, like a fan through high school and stuff like that. I was big on all of the like, turn of the millennium comedy central presents you know mm-hmm. uh lewis black dane cook jim gaffigan tony woods all the marie bamford and um i just liked it a lot and then in college i had friends who finally they were a really good group of friends who were like oh you should try it you know and That's then awesome. i was doing it like my last year of school and i was thinking about going to grad school and i was like well i don't want that mm-hmm. i would just thinking like oh that's like a path and i was like if i would want to like pursue this seriously that would be the time so uh-huh. i just started in in uh, cincinnati and there's a really good club there go bananas comedy club okay. and there it's like an a room and they really do like the best job of like fostering young comics that's so great yeah, it's awesome yeah it's like a, it's the perfect place it's like a tiny scene but it's like really good stage time there's fucking mm-hmm. really talented people there and you just get to, you end up like working at the club, you'll seat people. And I was like waiting tables my last year there. And then they'll just gradually bump you up. You know, you, they'll be like, that right, do really a guest cool. set, host, now feature. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, this, I had the same experience in Montana. Mm-hmm. I'm totally being sarcastic. There's <laughs> fucking nothing there. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard of a club in Montana. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then I, I came here um, five years, yeah, almost five years ago. Yeah. To yeah. New York. And it's hard but good ah, pressure cooker yeah pressure yeah. cooker neat mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and you don't know it's very much uh frog and water kind of thing like it you you get you do uh and i'm i'm talking to myself here i should really listen to what i'm about to say you get better and you can't feel yourself getting better because everyone around you is getting better as well yeah uh and then you leave uh-huh. and you go do something somewhere else and you go oh yeah, yeah. i am uh-huh. better than i was last time oh, yeah. it's very much to comedy what uh kenya is to distance running <laughs> it's like, oh, let's run where we can't breathe. Yeah. And when we can breathe. Yeah. We'll be better than everybody. You know, yeah. I just, I, you just wrote an SAT question. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Which I don't, I do, I do, I say that, but I also am a big believer in like, you know, there's like road comics that like nobody in New York has heard of who could just uh, slay. slay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's more about just their doing chops as much are work ridiculous. As you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Just getting. While we're on the aha moment theme, I was wondering, do you have any, um, 
were there any older comics that gave you those aha moments? Maybe like they told you something and everything started clicking, like mentorish types or anyone. Uh, yeah. So you're not talking about like a specific joke, but like just in general, like a piece of advice yeah. or like a perspective. I feel, yeah. I just yeah. would be interested in that. Cause you've been doing this, I think you, you said you've been doing it eight years. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you've been doing it for three and a half more years longer than me. So I just wonder, cause I, I love watching Don't him perform. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just love watching him perform. And, uh, you're such a weird by Dude. the way, the, what you, what, the subtext you, that you're not hearing here is, Sam, will you be my dad? Yeah, you want to be my dad, dude? <laughs> is it, he's a, everyone's Drew? on audition for that yeah, yeah, yeah. all the time. In, like, in, like, any, if you're within 15 feet of Harrison, that's I'm not even on. joking. I'm writing a web series about finding a dad um, <laughs> of people my age. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Yeah, like there's so many really big ones. Uh, there's a guy named Ryan Singer. I remember... Uh, oh really? I love his. Uh, oh, oh my god! You know Ryan? Oh, oh, yeah. oh my god! I don't so know good. him personally, but I heard his album and I was like, "This guy is awesome." I have yeah, thought Ryan's so incredible. many of these thoughts. Yeah, Ryan yeah. Um, was originally from Dayton, Ohio. So when yeah. I was in Cincinnati, he's like back and forth, mm-hmm. practically there all the time. Mm-hmm. And he was the first, like the first I remember, like it was an early open mic, and I was just trying something, and I bailed really quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he like had written on a big piece of paper when I got to the back of the room. He was like, "Hey, I wrote a note for you," and it just said, "Don't bail." And he was like, stop oh. chickening out, even if it's just not going well right away. You know, like, yeah. he's like, that was like mm. actually pretty good. Mm. And you got scared and mm. you need to like commit to that. Even if it's the same, there was a guy, Tyrone Hawkins, who had a same thing where he was like, your job is to be comfortable with silence. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. where, like, that's a Chappelle quote too. Yeah, yeah. It's such a, it's yeah. so important. <laughs> yeah. Where it's just, you know, I, we all want the laughs, but like, you're not going to get there if you can't, if you desperately need them every second. Did you know Gerard Carmichael writes in between material in between bits on his like notebook? It just says "keep going" and it's just like a thing that just like really? is like just keep going. All right, just keep going. I love so that funny. shit like yeah. that. Like I'll do that where it's like you'll be like you're gonna do great or like yeah yeah just have faith in yourself. <laughs> <laughs> there are things I'm taking notes right now. <laughs> <laughs> there are things because I feel like stand-ups would be like the first group of people to be like shit on like uh, what's that book called uh, The Secret. Like stuff like the secret, but then like our motivational techniques and uh, yeah. like ways of get like approaching comedy, and even when it's not going well, and keeping on going and keeping your like you know mind right are, are kind of like the secrety. Yeah, there's it's weird, but we would shit all over it because yeah, like yeah, yeah, you can't yeah, visualize yeah. and just yeah. happen. And I do think that's a a lesson I really learned when I came here because I do remember I f- I saw so many people maybe do a set at an open mic early on or like a show that they just didn't do well. And I remember being like, Oh, that's a bad comedian. And yeah. then I, w- and I, you know, I don't, I'm not going to name names. I'm not shitting on them, but like I would <laughs> see them a month later slaying, you know, yeah. and I would see them two months later on TV. Also <laughs> yeah. slaying. So it's like, Oh no, these are just people who are, you know, swinging for the fences, yeah. taking chances. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be good all the time. And you can't judge a person off one set. Yeah. All right, so now let's play a little bit of material from Sam Evans. Anything you want to say about this before we play it? Uh, I think this is a set I got to do. This is a very funny comedian, Anthony DeVito. Oh, yeah, he's and, awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. And this was, I got to uh, do an opening set before his album recording, so I was very honored, and that is partially why this 
is such a good set is because it's a packed room with people that are wanting everybody to do well. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Great, great. Okay, so this is Sam Evans. This was in, I think, uh, May of 2017, right? Yeah. At the Creek in the Cave. Uh, I was walking down the street the other day. I saw a guy wearing a shirt because New York, right? <laughs> <laughs> On the shirt, it says this. It says, money, power, respect. But then I looked at his feet, and he was wearing sandals with socks. <laughs> this really seems like more of a to-do list now. <laughs> also, sir, you're wearing sweatpants. I feel like the list should read laundry, money, power. I got a busy Saturday. <laughs> I'm just broke. I don't take money seriously. I think this hoodie speaks for itself, right? <laughs> shirts versus skins, and I'm on skins, it'll ruin my whole fucking week. <laughs> Why are we still doing skins? <laughs> Why is that? The, stop naming teams after my greatest physical weakness. <laughs> I'd rather be on the velvet turtlenecks. <laughs> I would rather be sweating my balls off in July. Like, this is a good game. 
<laughs> but every time some super muscular dude who's obviously capped is like, no, we'll be skins. I can't be fettered by cloth <laughs> during athletic competition. <laughs> Brian, we're playing two on two. Why don't you just remember your best friend's face? <laughs> fucking tank top on, I'm just trying to get through this game without everybody knowing that my nipples cast a shadow. <laughs> really game, great yeah. fucking set man that's so funny uh, that was like a, a set night where it was like packed with like regular audience anyway and then you have like a bunch of comedians throughout like and in the back who are all just excited because anthony is so funny and such right. a good guy right. so like it was really cool like everybody's just fucking jazzed to be there so yeah. it's like a really just one of those sets or those shows where i was like this is just gonna be fun you did great man uh-huh. it's great i'm curious why did you pick that bit with respect to uh, our theme, which is that's a bit. Yeah, with most of all of the bits on there, I can remember like the specific moments where I got it, or I was even realizing as we were going through, I was writing down some notes. There were a couple where uh, my girlfriend's a comedian, Carmen Legala, mm-hmm. and I had lines that I like a couple times. Once I did one at an open mic that like was fine, but it was like a sparsely, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes you don't get the best read at an open mic. Mm-hmm. And she laughed <laughs> really? so hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you heard of this? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And she laughed really hard and afterwards was like, keep doing that because mm-hmm. that's a lot. It was the, the thing where, uh, on that thing, the guy's wearing the shirt and it says money, power, respect. And I <laughs> yes. saw that he's wearing sandals mm-hmm. at the open. I go, Oh, it seems like this is more of a to-do list. And I just yes. said it yeah. in yes. the moment and it, it, it was like fine, you know? And yeah. she was like, that's your line. That's mm-hmm. you keep yeah. that part. Mm-hmm. And she was right. And she did it again with, um, well, Oh, uh, that, Monopoly thing about playing Monopoly with her niece and nephew. Yeah. I wrote the first part of that bit just like in that moment. I was I was just like, this is ridiculous because I was broke and I had mm-hmm. a handful of fake money and I was just so depressed about it. Yeah, and then she was the one because I tried to te- that that thing about jamming up a coin star is absolutely true. I, <laughs> I did go and jammed it up like three times because I just had a bunch of fucking shit in my change jar and this yeah. guy was like ready to kill me. And I <laughs> tried to work it into a bit a bunch of different times. And that I tried to tag it once on that Monopoly story uh-huh. and it it worked a little okay and she was like no that's that's part of it from now on like that is tagging by the way is where you already have something set up you have a joke set up and then you add in another yeah, element yeah. that creates a laugh based on the uh-huh. original yeah. yeah 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 and so yeah so instead of like having it be its own big long bit mm-hmm. I was like oh that can just be like a detail and mm-hmm. I was gonna give up on it but that was another moment where she was like no that's and and that's another piece to um uh to Genesis of material to recognizing that's a bit is other people. Yeah. Collaboration is such a big deal. Yeah. 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 That's why like we get together with friends and if we're smart about it and write together because you get channel locked into thinking about something one way and the other person sees it from a completely different perspective and can help you make that connection that would have otherwise taken you seven months (laughs) to do on your own. Yeah. yeah. It's also important. Like it's like Carmen, someone you you know, so, so, so well Uh when there's someone who's really funny, who's a really good friend and just knows your sense of humor, someone like that pointing out what you need to like keep and, and like, 
like don't like second guess. That's incredibly important. Yeah. Because they're like, I because it goes back to what we were talking about before, which is it's so important to do the material that makes you laugh. Like you get excited about it. Also goes back to Jimmy Carr's thing to have someone there who can identify what that can be in mm-hmm. your material and knows you so well, that's really important to have. And that's like a huge part of writing. Yeah, yeah. You always have friends that are like, I need this guy or this gal to like, see this just to yeah. make sure that they it's, can. it's like, it's like you had the aha moment mm-hmm. of I'm broke and I have a fistful of fake money. Uh-huh. I'm quote unquote winning. Yeah. Right. And then um, uh, that's your aha moment. Well, I had the, the first part of the bit of just like, uh, uh, you owe me $500. And then he goes, but I don't have $500. Yeah, I fucking get it. You know, like, okay. it's like you just don't have rent money. Uh-huh. You don't have money. In that's your life. aha moment. Yeah. This is, I, you don't have Monopoly money. I don't have real money. I yeah. get exactly what you're yeah. talking yeah. about. We, we're okay. on the same page. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then her, uh, like, uh, observate, like I tried to tag it with like, I own railroads. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, no, I don't own, I, I broke a coin star machine. I'm not doing well. And I said it the first time, mm-hmm. and like thinking like, oh, this will work. And it worked a little. Uh-huh. And I was like, it's dog shit. And she was like, no, it's not dog shit. Right. Keep it. It's good. Right. Right. And how do you know? It, I mean, that's a, that's a really big part of it. How do you know when to give up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. How do you know when you finally just go, my consciousness has, is convinced that this is funny and it's the only consciousness that's yeah. going to agree with that? Sure. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. And that's... um. Talking about uh, DeVito again, he, he's been like a, a really good uh, friend to me. And he is a big believer in like, uh, you know, the jokes that you are, wor- are can't get to work today. Those are going to be like your staple jokes tomorrow. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So you, I do try to do that, like revisit things where I'm like, I really liked this a lot. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I still do. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And he wrestle with it. And sometimes it works. And if it doesn't, it's fine. Just put it away again. Right. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a it's a feel thing too. It's, it's I know there's something there. Yeah. I know it. Yeah, it has to be. Yeah. I, I know there's something uh-huh. there. That's uh, the best feeling. Uh, just when it finally comes full circle. Yeah, yeah. For some reason you're just sitting there thinking about it. Like, there's a joke I started in 2013 that was at the time just like maybe like two, three lines. And now it's a five minute closer. And I it did not work on it in between. I just like worked on it this year and the first year I started. Yeah. And now it's. And now com- you've got. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like the coolest thing to realize <laughs> yeah. when you're like, oh, it also. It helps to have more life experience. Been doing stand up for yeah. all a bunch. It's just like, uh-huh. and it's like you're just smarter. You're wiser. Yeah. Let me put it another way. You, as a comedian, and your skills and your knowledge can grow mm-hmm. and then finally meet the idea that you had. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. sure. It's like that thing we talked about on an episode that Drew Morgan on stage, like, started to riff on a bit he had already been doing, mm-hmm. and then he stopped. And Drew was our first guest on the podcast. He's very funny. And he stopped and he was like, you ever like start a joke and then you realize you're not a good enough comic yet to do it? <laughs> and then he just abandoned it. And it was so funny. It was like, God damn it. Yes. It was so great. I love the thing where you, you looked at his shirt. Uh-huh. And his shirt is ultimately, it's really him trying to brand himself. Yeah, yeah. Right? But what you did is you said, this is a list of things to do. <laughs> sure, yeah. And yeah. then added in these other elements that should be on his list yeah, yeah. based yeah. on his appearance. Yeah, yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Here is this 
braggadocio just like this just like this oh uh-huh. and you're you're taking this sort of alpha male chimp down a peg yeah. and that feels good for the audience the mm-hmm. audience loves that yeah but you did it by connecting somehow socks and sandals mm. <laughs> to, yeah, yeah. to what's printed on a shirt mm-hmm. yeah Something. which is like a real moment that that was a, a very real yeah. moment thing of just like waking up on a saturday i was like groggy on my way to the train and just seeing that guy yeah. and i think he did have like a laundry bag with him too so I, it, the reality is like oh i just caught you on your laundry day but yeah. it's just so it's funny like worst day to be caught on <laughs> that you do you have sandals and socks and then this shirt yeah that's oh okay wow <laughs> and and then uh i really liked the olympics bit oh yeah yeah, yeah. Just a question: Did they show that in slow motion? Did they zoom in? Yeah, they and really show. They really did show it. It was, <laughs> it was like a, a Facebook blurb video that I saw, and it is like it's not as bad as it seems. But yeah, you can just see like through the material of his shorts, his little penis pokes out a little bit, <laughs> and it touches the bar. And and they pointed out, and it is true, like he probably would have knocked the bar down anyway, but that was the first part of his body that touched. <laughs> oh and it God. is just so funny. That is so, so, so fucking funny. Uh, <laughs> and really, it does... I had a friend point this out, too. It kind of does rest on, you know, it's like a simple, like, stereotype joke, right? Asian mm-hmm. men have tiny penises. Mm-hmm. And then this guy kind of, like, railing against it. So it's just that. But if you shroud Good it... word, railing. What? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> if you shroud it in, like, the stereotype do- joke doesn't come until, like, well into the bit, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then it kind of works better, which I didn't do intentionally, but he just pointed that out. If he was like, if he was like, if you started that joke and you were like, wow, you wouldn't expect an Asian guy to oh, yeah. knock it down. I don't yeah. know why I'm doing a Southern accent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he was like, if you just did it like that, that wouldn't work. Right. Yeah. That's like a... Right. Too easy, but if you, you put you, it back. Right. Mm-hmm. If you put it later, you let people kind of get there on their own. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a little bit. Uh, I also like the shirts and skins. Um, <laughs> That's my favorite. I love it. I've seen you do that bit live. It's so funny. Really, really love it. My nipples cast a shadow. <laughs> I love that visual. <laughs> you, 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 you pull a trick there, uh, which is where um, people have in their mind whatever vision of the basketball game that's going on. And then you snap into focus that it's a four-person game. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. completely changes yeah. all of it. It's a withholding of information thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? mm-hmm. Somebody, uh, I heard somebody say that once about how that, that's like a tool of like storytelling. Yep, yep, And yep. joke writing where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, don't tell them everything. Don't show mm-hmm. all the cards. And right. when you reveal that, like, mm-hmm. yeah. That was, um, that I specifically, I remember wanting to talk about that one because that is like a very when I talked about like, like kind of stumbling onto a thing, mm-hmm. this whole bit was the shirts versus skins things was like, just, it started out as like a line in like a much larger bit that I had where I was like, I just fucking hate pickup sports. Mm-hmm. I don't like playing them. Uh, because like, uh, like with men, like tempers always flare yeah. people like you end up just like fighting with your friends. Like, yeah. well, this is fucking stu-. And I'm not good at sports. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was like a lot of that. And I was just trying to like shit on it mm-hmm. and it never worked like the whole bit. Yeah. But then that line, uh, I can't remember what the line was initially, but it was just about like shirts versus skins. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? I have to take off my shirt. So here, what you were missing is the device. 
Yeah. That's what you had. The, you had the, I know there's something here. Yeah, yeah. I'm bothered by this, mm-hmm. which is a lot of times where stuff starts yeah. is, is this is irritating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't like this. Uh-huh. Right. Um, and, and, but I know there's something funny about this irritation. Yeah. yeah. So you had that uh-huh. mm-hmm. and you try to get up there and, and express your irritation and yeah. people are like, yeah, wow. Yeah. Way, way to be irritated. It works very little. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah and then yeah. you get to the shirts versus skins. Then you have the vehicle. Yeah. You have that device that you can then drive around on stage and make people laugh in your little clown car joke right yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah right very much right right yeah. and then i think you go a step further here now you're in execution mode right and and you're into detail work and the detail work is and i'm hazarding a guess here is where you start to fill in all the visuals uh-huh. like you said the nipple part mm-hmm. right yeah. oh yeah yeah that right? was like the tag where i said it Cause I knew that's just, it's also like when you get into the midst of it, uh, it's also just a bit about like not liking my own body, which I could Mm -hmm. talk about for days on end, you know, but if you have, if you're prepared to talk about that, then you can just inject why you don't like your body into a bunch of different parts, you Mm -hmm. know, cause it's about being shirtless Mm -hmm. and you don't like it. Mm -hmm. So if you just tag the end with like, what's a embarrassing thing about my own body that Mm -hmm. I fucking hate. Mm -hmm. And there it is, you know, it's just like a little thing right on the end. Come on, let's talk about sex. So this next bit we're going to play is by Tom Papa, and it's off his 2016 special on Amazon called Human Mule. I don't even blame you. If you're one of the Costco people or the uh, Whole Foods people, it's not, it's not even up to you anymore, right? You go to a store once, they take so much information from you, you end up in this long-term relationship <laughs> with these companies. Back off. I deal with human beings. That's, a, that's enough. I'm not dating you, CVS. <laughs> Every time I go to CVS, do you have your card? Do you have your CVS card? Do you have your card? No, from the 10th time this week, no, I don't have a card. You don't have a card? This man doesn't have a card. This man doesn't have a card. You've got to join us. People coming out of the back, join us. Join us. No, I don't want to join you. I don't want anything on my keychain. I didn't want to make eye contact with you, frankly. I just want to sneak in here, get this ointment, go home and deal with this. (laughs) Do you take money? I'll pay you money. I'll pay you double if you let me leave. I should be home with my pants off solving this problem right now. (laughs) Then you don't join up. They act like a psychotic girlfriend on your way out. Well, how about your email, your phone number? We're not going to use it. We just want to have it. You just want to smell it when you're not here. <laughs> back off. Right? Checking in the hotel. Welcome back, Tom. Whoa, what do you mean, welcome back? You don't know me. That's why I stay with you. You don't know me. I know people in town. I don't stay with them. They know me. This is our relationship. I come in late at night, I do weird stuff to your towels, and I leave in the morning. <laughs> my name. Every restaurant, they can't just come up to your table. Now I got to bounce up there. You guys ever eaten here before? You guys ever eaten in an Outback Steakhouse before? (laughs) Just lie. Yeah, I've been here before. They leave and they get your drink. My wife likes to be honest. No, I've never been in one of these before. What's going to (laughs) happen? He's going to do a show. He's going to do a goddamn show. (laughs) Let me tell you how it works. They're a little crazy at the Outback Steakhouse. (laughs) 
You think you've been eating your whole life chewing and swallowing? That's not what we do here. You order your appetizer, bring out a can, and we shoot it right in your face. They have their own credit card now. Do you have your KFC MasterCard? <laughs> Do you have your KFC MasterCard? No, I don't have a chicken credit card in my wallet. <laughs> the picture of a plantation owner on the side. <laughs> well, I can save you 15% of your purchase right now if you apply for a KFC MasterCard. Yeah, I'm sure the 25 people behind me wouldn't mind me filling out some paperwork. <laughs> Running a credit check during their lunch half hour. I don't care about 15% of $8. I don't care. I just want to sit in the parking lot by myself, eat it quickly before my wife comes out of Banana Republic and sees I'm not following doctor's orders. But if you don't use the card, you're not going to get your points. If you don't get points, you won't have status. Don't you want status? Don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. There's no such thing as status. It's an illusion. They try and fool you. Doesn't matter how many points you have, where you fly on the plane, what you drive. We're all exactly the same. Horrible animals running around in pants, trying to keep ourselves busy, fighting the overwhelming urge to mount each other and make smaller versions of ourselves. All the same. They try and fool you, right? Flying here. Okay, we're going to board your flight now. Not, not everybody. Sit down. Not all at once, you maniacs. There's some special people here getting on that plane first because they have status. We're going to start off with our diamond-crusted, gold-plated, carbon-fiber-based, Teflon-coated, premier elite-access, super-duper, douchebag-flying-guy club. <laughs> And the whole place stands up. Everybody has it. How special is it? There's one guy in the other lane with a crooked leg and a cane. I have no status at all. <laughs> and he walks funny, so they board him first anyway. <laughs> that is really great. <laughs> I love that bit so much. Yeah, it's really good. Why'd you pick it? Uh, I picked that bit because I think here is a man who Tom Papa is a, is a long time he is a veteran. Yeah. Here is a man who has a family. He travels all the time, mm. all the time for work. He has like, I can't remember how many kids. What he does here is he has, he sees the Colonel. He, he, he goes, that's a bit for something so mundane. And what is it? Our relationship as individuals to companies. Mm-hmm. And then he said he decides this is this is funny how we're all tricked mm-hmm. into thinking that this relationship matters into doing things that we would never ordinarily do to make these fictional entities happy mm-hmm. and 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 to, to for him to go from that from just where where does, where does he start he starts just trying to buy something at CVS yeah do you Just, have a card? Do you have a card? Do you have a card? You don't want to join us? You don't want to join <laughs> us. Join us. Yeah. Right? And he, and he keeps saying, don't be fooled. And he keeps, he keeps saying at every point, all, the only thing that he wants. At every point he goes, uh, all I, I don't even want to make eye contact with you. 
I want to get this ointment, go home, apply it, (laughs) pull up my pants again. (laughs) I want to deal with this. I don't want to deal with you. At every point, he keeps bringing it back down to the level of humanity and then paints the picture of the companies trying to bring us into this crazy fictional imaginary world where where somehow our status with them matters. Mm -hmm. I am amazed that he got there. That that that's what I love about this bit. Uh-huh. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> like how he like makes the connection. Yeah, or? how I I don't understand what it takes aside from 30 years of experience <laughs> mm-hmm. to to take all of these things and make all of these connections and make all of them fit together so seamlessly. That's why I chose it. I want to explore it. I don't get it. <laughs> well, it's I think it's a pretty uh uh I mean you uh, I hate that question, right? Can we have your email or can we have your phone number? Right. And I, I, it's only now in life that I've been like, no, or, or I'd rather not just politely. Cause I've always, I'm a rule follower, you know, like, Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, fuck off! Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Asking. Yeah. Do you take money? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll give you money. Yeah, yeah. It's, we'd all rather not be bothered, but like, it does bother yeah. to be like, oh, tell us this or that. It's like, no, <laughs> stop being a person. You're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that's the other. I think that's why I like the common the the root of that that I think he gets to is that it's fucking exhausting. To have yeah. that all the time from people mm-hmm. to be like, do you want this? Do you want that? Do you want to be part of this or part of that? Do you want this line of credit? It's like, f- fucking leave me alone. Yeah, you yeah. know, I'm just trying to be, and that's what it all always boils back to. It's like I'm just trying to be disgusting, you know. Yeah. yeah. And I don't. <laughs> what is it? What does he? What does he say? We're all the same. We're all the same. <laughs> yeah. We're crazy animals walking around in pants, fighting the overwhelming urge to mount each other. Yeah. <laughs> to make smaller versions of ourselves. Yeah. So yeah. Bad. We're all the same. Uh-huh. And it's like I don't want you to bear witness to that. I want you the the hotel thing. Where he's like, yeah. I'm just trying to do weird stuff to your. T-. He's like, yeah. Oh yeah. You do want anonymity. Yeah. In yeah. the hotel, even if you're with your family you're like no don't touch just leave let me sleep Uh, yeah be in this room he has this kind of like feeling of a at the very beginning of like making it kind of just like all of these elements at at these establishments and corporations like feel like a cult like they have this like culty that they're like come on follow us yeah like the people coming out of the back to Mm -hmm. be like can we get I just think, and then I, I think that sets it up. He, it, I also thought it was interesting. He kind of has a thesis at the very end. Like yes. he doesn't, he's like these, um, uh, what's it called are not real. Uh, status. Status is not a real thing. Mm-hmm. And, and he's the guy, kind of, the guy with the crooked leg who gets to go anyway. Yeah. I have no status. Yeah, yeah. He gets on anyway. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter at all. Your yeah. leg's fucked up. What yeah. was the, the, the douchebag flying guy club? <laughs> yeah. Like, what, yeah. What? <laughs> golden crusted platinum plated i don't know i don't know what it was but it just uh, his use of uh imagery here is incredible uh he has a really great moment of i mean a lot of them but like the one that sticks out to me a moment of like incongruity like we're talking about where it's just a laugh just because you're like yeah that is ridiculous Mm -hmm. it's just when he says the phrase chicken credit card (laughs) yeah chicken credit card chicken credit card it's like yeah why would a chicken restaurant have a fucking credit card (laughs) with a plantation owner on the side of it and then he goes yeah i don't think the people behind me in line want me to do paperwork it's like yeah this is just like bank shit that you want me to do 
while I'm just trying to eat food <laughs> while my wife's not here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Do you right. want to check my credit while yeah. there's a line behind me? Yeah, so, so you have this kernel. That's a bit. Which obviously starts with irritation yeah. here. Mm-hmm. Where he's irritated at being just hounded all the time by mm. corporations to get information, to get them him to believe in their stupid thing. Mm. And then the device that he uses, I think, is just, and this is where I, I'm a little blown away by it. It's just him going through his daily life. That's his device. Him just trying to be a guy. Yeah, yeah. Just trying to be a human who wants to, as you say, do disgusting things yeah. and not, and, and be anonymous. Because mm-hmm. I think it's just him going, I bet you he went to like two or three different places in a day. Where he had to do some sort of paperwork, or somebody asked him for his number, or something like that. Uh-huh. And he was just like, "Fuck this! Uh-huh. <laughs> I hate this!" Uh-huh. And that's yeah, right. I've thought so many times the different like levels of status. I have to fly home to Montana multiple times a year because uh, I love my family and I want to see them. <laughs> so I have to deal with airlines a lot, and and there's all these different like all these different segments and, and points and miles and all these. And I've thought so many times like, this is so irritating and so stupid and so not real. And then I hear this bit and I go, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) I got there first. So well, (laughs) come on. Let's talk about sex. All right. This next bit is by Eric Andre and it's called Baconator. Um, I got the new, uh, uh, Baconator at Wendy's. Has anybody eaten this bucket of mystery yet? Has anybody (laughs) eaten the new Baconator burger? It makes you shit glass. I shit a 60-watt light bulb. name for a burger ever the baconator i want to make i want to make the commercials for the fucking baconator they'll be like banned in 179 countries all over bangladesh a baconator it's gonna rape your mind the only burger served with a side of bullets and manslaughter the baconator just finger blasted my girlfriend fuck you hippie is that see what where was the bit what how do you even come up with that uh, I, uh, okay I, I didn't even realize this till i picked this okay i picked this bit because i wanted to show an example of something where i do not know how you could possibly have like a aha moment about this it's oh, so bizarre yeah. bukkake on grandma he's such a weird thinker i just realized this when we heard it because i didn't really think about this before he says at the beginning have you ever had the baconator it makes you shit glass immediately in your mind you're thinking oh yeah like shards of glass 
Uh-huh. And he's like, I shat a 60 watt bulb. Uh-huh. It's like, wait, you're that's what you think of when you think of shitting glass. It's just like a full thing that's yeah. not. It's just his mind is so bizarre and like where he chooses to cut off the nipples of WNBA play. Where is this going? How well, is he dating Rosario Dawson? <laughs> I don't know, which is that's a real so thing. It's so weird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it's like <laughs> oh, uh, if we can like t- take a second to analyze um, that we can try. <laughs> well, I do think it's like the basic premises of like is just him eating this like hamburger and be like, Jesus fucking Christ, that is so unhealthy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. I can't believe I'm eating it. And then the Baconator is just like he's personifying it as like initially like death and destruction. An anarchist almost. Thing. He yeah. finger bangs his girlfriend. The pickles <laughs> are the nipples of... <laughs> God damn it. It's so funny. It's so funny. But there's a couple steps at the end that make me say, and I think it's another like example of like incongruity and all of it. Where uh-huh. you just, it's almost as funny as that. Like it's all this horrible shit. And then you go, it got a 2400 on the SATs. You're like, what? It just doesn't like, it's also impressive, but it's like, yeah. it doesn't make sense. And then when he goes, La- he just laughed at the end of broke back. <laughs> it's like in the midst of like horrible, disgusting shit, he makes it very highbrow. <laughs> and like so it's like a it's like another it's like a one-two punch you know yeah. where he's like oh my god this is like fucking horrifying and hilarious because of that yeah. and then he's like oh it's also like talented and, and yeah and evil in a way i think maybe I, I don't know if this is an aha moment i feel like there he he had an aha realization as a comic which is like I am just this weird guy and people <laughs> like it when I just like pull the rip card and just like go yeah, yeah, crazy. Sure. Yeah. And I think the reason is is like a hundred percent salesmanship. It's like, no, I don't think like Mark Norman could do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That'd yeah. be a really funny thing to see. But I, I, I don't like the bits we've been listening to. I can hear like uh, you get there. Might have come from. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's just like Baconer's stupid name. Ah, no. Like what are the ads for that? It'd be pretty crazy. Well, I mean, that's the device, right? Yeah. The device right there is, is I want to make the commercials. And the moment that he says that now he's in, I can do whatever creative I want. Freedom land. Completely. Yeah. Total creative freedom. Yeah. Right? yeah. Which actually is like, a pretty classic device. Yes. You know? yeah, yeah. Super classic. What were the yeah. ad pitches like? Right. I want to write a commercial for this mm-hmm. or yeah. yada, yada, yada. You know, it's pretty standard. Which yeah. is cool because it's kind of like the Goldman thing in the sense that he's like setting it up as like, he's like, he's not saying this is a real thing that happened, but like Goldman's like, there's this documentary I'm going to tell you about. And then yeah. he pretends there's a documentary that he like personifies all the characters. In which case this guy's like, I'm going to do a commercial for the Baconator. And then he just starts... Right. It almost sounds like it sounds like he just took all the awful tags he put on weird jokes that were too <laughs> offensive and then just put them all in one thing. It's just like a jar of disgusting tags. And also he is making fun of the hyperbole within commercials. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Right? Yeah. The 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 you're never gonna guess what it, like that that kind of shit. Yeah. He's yeah. making fun of advertising in and of itself. I yeah. think that's part of it. Uh-huh. But here you have surrealism at its best, mm-hmm. right? Where you have two things that just don't go together. Uh-huh. You just don't. There's just yeah. like, what the fuck does Harvard have to do with this with this sandwich? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God damn. But he smashes them together with, I think you're right, with salesmanship. Mm-hmm. But for for the life of me, I, I can't imagine 
no. what it takes to do what he's doing there. So the point is, it doesn't matter how many aha moments you can have. You should just yell things about ripping off nipples and <laughs> you will still be a very successful comedian. Well, <laughs> the point is, yelling's funny. Yeah, yeah. He also just has such a funny voice. He has just a great stage voice. Yeah. I think. But um, he is really good at just reckless. And it's, it's like you're saying, Mark, Mark Norman, mm-hmm. amazing. Couldn't yeah. couldn't do the bit. I don't think. Yeah, no. I don't think he would want to do the bit. But like, yeah. I don't. I don't <laughs> yeah, think that would be could funny because it's uh, there is a certain quality uh, of comedian that can do that. Just have reckless abandon, mm-hmm. and you're like, this is awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. I could watch this for hours. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I just picked it because I thought it was so bizarre, and it, I was like, I can't even. It's I, great. I guess we'll end it on a giant question mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there and are then still questions. Maybe out there. twenty years from now, I'll get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> a huge thanks to our guest Sam Evans. Sam, thanks for coming on the show, man. Of course, thank you. you guys. Awesome. Thanks for having me. I had so much fun. Yeah. We should also point out this is our first nighttime recording. Oh, we've oh. never recorded at night. We usually record at noon, and it's yeah. been very we fun. Definitely should point that out. That is going to be. Fascinating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, we can't even see the sun. Oh, check out his podcast, Up Your Butt and Around the Corner, <laughs> which is, uh, I just want to make sure, did I, did I plug that right? <laughs> you did plug it. Okay. Uh, I love it when you plug up your butt. Uh, <laughs> it is on SoundCloud and on iTunes, and you'll find links to that in the show notes. And he also has a weekly show called Tyrannosaurus at Rar Bar <laughs> in Astoria. <It's> adorable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Check, check me out on all my cute comedy names. <laughs> that is every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Yes. Follow him on Instagram and on Twitter. It's Really Sam Evans. Really Sam Evans, yeah. Uh, but I, I prefer to say, really Sam, really, really Sam Evans. Our headliner is Sam Evans. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Special thanks to Gary Goldman, Jimmy Carr, Tom Papa, and Eric Andre. And as always, we love you so much. We couldn't do this without you. Uh, actually, we would love to do this without ever, 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 <laughs> ever having a conversation with you or your lawyers. Salt and pepper. Just, hey, you know, you know. Yeah. We've been really cool about this, so let's keep it cool. Sets. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it chill. Let's talk about sets. Let's talk about sets.